the swag And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style, and I am the man, the voice, the fragrance. Coming at you one more time. Let's get right into the download. And last week I alluded to, but this week I'm going to talk to you in depth about Forza Horizon 5 on the Xbox platform. I am playing it on the Xbox One. I have not upgraded my systems uh, yet, and it won't be for the foreseeable future. But Forza Horizon 5, man, it is it is amazing how in-depth that game is. And I am not a humongous racing fan. Yes, I know last week I talked about asphalt and I talked about burnouts. But it has to be a certain type of racer. Uh, I've never was the hardcore sim-ish sort of racing games where Horizon kind of goes to my key racing games were things like Daytona uh, USA, which I still play religiously through Blackwood's compatibility. I love those sort of racing games or games you can just pick up and play and get lost in a race or just race to try to get first place. But Forza Horizon 5 does all of those things. And my four hours or so of gameplay right now, it's, it's great because you don't have to just enter races there's so many different story elements in this humongous uh, terrain of a photorealistic mexico even on my xbox one and i have an xbox one that's currently running on a 50 inch plasma tv that's uh not quite 1080p that's about 14 years old if not a little bit oh yeah about 14 years old so it's an older tv not the highest resolution of television but the picture in the game looks absolutely gorgeous so i can only imagine what this will look like running at 4k on a high definition tv with with an insane recess re excuse me refresh rate it is amazing now i've i've enjoyed previous forwards i think the only one i really played uh in any sort of depth was the previous version of Forza Horizon 5, excuse me, Forza Horizon 4, I should say, the previous Forza Horizon games I played before 5, but 5 is just something that I see right now is going to really take up a lot of my time because it's something I could just get in and play and play different aspects of the game and not have to be concerned about going from race to race and trying to win and even a lot of the points and how you build up um, your experience points in the game isn't all about winning a race it's about surviving it's about enjoying the landscape it's about taking a uh, a breath of the world that Forza Horizon 5 is in it is just absolutely a testament to the sheer amount of content that Playground Games was able to put into this game. And I haven't even played online yet with any of my friends. And seeing um, one of the things I love about the Forza series is it does incorporate the ghost times of your friends into the game as you play. So if I'm playing a race, I'm playing against my friends even though I'm not playing against my friends. Because it puts in their times, their movements into these bot cars 
So it's like I'm playing against them. And it's absolutely amazing how much that technology has even increased over the last iteration of the game. So if you have not downloaded Forza 5 Horizon, this is actually a game I would say purchase. If you are a racing game fan, if you're a car fan, because I believe out of the gate there are 400, excuse me, 500 cars that are already part of the base game. And of course, you're going to get DLC packs over the course of the life of this game. It's absolutely insane just the cars that I start out with from uh, Stingray Corvette to, uh, I think I have a Lamborghini, uh, uh, some sort of Toyota, Toyota car. I forget. I'm not a huge car person. So, I mean, I have a six or seven cars already after just playing a few hours. And it's, it's absolutely insane, the sheer size of this game. And it's just great gameplay. I love the handling. And more so than anything, I love the world that is in it. It's just so beautiful to explore with your car and finding new roads and tracks. It's just Forza 5, Forza Horizon 5 is just it's just good. If This is a game I would say buy, not just download or Game Pass. I would say if this is your type of game, buy this game. Uh, and apparently with those that purchased a special edition, they had a... Uh, opening week of play before everyone else and a million plus people bought it so it is clearly popular it's clearly making money and it is definitely something i can't wait to continue to play so that is forza horizon 5 in the download and with that i talked about xbox game pass and specifically i'm talking about xbox game pass ultimate would you like to know how you can get it for free now currently the ultimate version of xbox game pass which gives you PC, console, as well as cloud content is currently $14.99 a month, which is on par, I believe, with HBO Max, the non-commercial edition, and like a dollar cheaper than uh, the standard HD edition of Netflix. Well, it's all about Bing. One of the things Microsoft does to encourage people to utilize their search engine is to give them Bing points. For every search, you get a certain amount of points per day. And they have other tasks as far as quizzes and pages to go to. Uh, depending, you can rack up as many as at least 270 Bing points per day if you go in and use the Bing, Bing on your website religiously every single day. Well, as those points accumulate, you're able to redeem those points for real world goods. Now, one of the things I tend to do mostly is I utilize my points for. $5 of Starbucks or $5 of Dunkin' Donuts. That way I can uh, fund, feed my coffee habit without taking it from my wallet. But another thing I do is that I rack up and accumulate these points to pay for my Game Pass. Currently, you need, I'm at tier two, so you need 35,000 points for three months of Game Pass. At tier two, it's 12,000 points for one month. And this is Game Pass Ultimate. It's a bit cheaper if you're doing Xbox Live Gold or Game Pass for either console specifically or PC specifically. And that averages out to within the course of three months. I think last time I did it was like four months. And I'll tell you why uh, four months. Uh, when you sign up for Xbox Game Pass and you do redeem um, a code, if you attach a way for them to bill you monthly you get an extra month free so when i signed up recently when i renewed it with my three-month code i test a credit card or a debit card and it gave me an extra month 
So I got four months of Xbox Game Pass. For, so that equates to 339 points that you have to get per day uh, in order to satisfy the 35,000 point requirement for Xbox, excuse me, Game Pass Ultimate. That is really doable considering they start you off with 30, excuse me, 270 points you can get just from searches either on your PC, your PC and on your mobile device. But then also if you go into your Xbox, if you have Game Pass already, doing the weekly, monthly and daily quests will also give you points to add to your point total. In addition, if you download Bing on or the Bing Rewards app, Microsoft Rewards app on your xbox it also gives you other challenges and other things as far as certain game achievements where you can get more points so if you are diligent you can really utilize this to really subsidize the cost of xbox game pass ultimate instead of forking out your 14.99 dollars a month i think in the past two years i've paid a total of 40 bucks for game pass that's uh, one where I uh, just didn't have enough points so I paid one month and another where I purchased a three-month card cheap during the Christmas season that's it that's in the past two years other than that that's how I continue to get Xbox live so the Xbox game pass ultimate so that's something for you to think about going forward to save you uh, what I think is hundred and twenty dollars a year uh, just get on your computer do some searches on Bing do some quests on your Xbox, whether it's the Microsoft Rewards app and or a Game Pass app to get your free Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription um, every four months or so. Well, I guess every three months in this case. So that's my tip for you. I said I was going to talk about it before. never really got to it. So there you go. Let's go into the short takes. Uh, the final Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer dropped. And let me tell you, I have um, I have tried to watch the Ghostbusters from 19, excuse me, 2016, and it's just not the same. It it wasn't a funny movie. It's it's one of those movies where I just can't I can't stomach, and not even because of the nostalgia fact of the original Ghostbusters. I have uh, the original Ghostbusters is one of the first movies I remember seeing. Well, I have to say, one of the only movies I remember seeing as a family when I was a child. All of us uh, there, and I believe my sister was there, I don't remember. She would have been two at the time, so I doubt it. But I know my mom and excuse me, she was three at the time, so she might have been. But I, I distinctly remember my mom and my dad were there when we went to see Ghostbusters. So for, for that, I have happy memories. And Ghostbusters has just been a great series or was a great series. I love Ghostbusters too, regardless of what people say. But as a child of the 80s, is one of those franchises that was just so wonderful for me. And even when that, so even with that nostalgia, I tried to go into Ghostbusters 2016 with uh, open eyes simply because all of the women involved were very talented and I l have loved them in various projects over the years. I, I just couldn't finish it. It, it, <sighs> the movie just stunk. And it has nothing to do with, I hate the narrative that it, because it was all female Ghostbusters and yada yada. No, it was a bad movie. It, it could put all dudes in that movie. And exact same things happened. Special effects weren't that great. It, it was just a bad movie. So, 
of course with a new Ghostbusters coming out people bring that up and, and so I brought it up and it's one of those things where it was just a bad movie let it go stop bringing it up focus on this one so Ghostbusters Afterlife is a direct continuation of the original Ghostbusters series and it's one that I have been looking forward to uh, simply because even without the inclusion of the original Ghostbusters it was a continuation what happened after New York uh, what happened after Vigo to Carpathian in Ghostbusters 2? I've always wondered about that. And now we're getting our answers. And not just that. We have a cast of new characters. Younger characters. And again, it's it's one of those things where I feel as though it was necessary. Uh, Paul Rudd, who doesn't age, is in the movie. And he's going to be a, a great uh, man-child as he always is. And I love it. But also, we're going to get Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, and the return of Bill Murray's Peter Venkman. In this movie now I don't know what their roles or how prominent their roles are going to be but it it seems like such an homage to the original just based on the fact that Ivan Reitman the original director is executive producer his son is directing the movie I don't know who wrote the movie I don't know if Dan Aykroyd had a hand in writing this movie like he did the first two with Harold Ramis who um, unfortunately if you don't know who played Egon passed away a few years ago uh, so it was very much a love letter and tribute to him as well but seeing this final trailer, I am, oh, uber excited for this movie. And this is a movie I may actually go to the theater to see. I may be like, forget it. This is not one that I want to wait to see on streaming. I have to see this one in the theater. I have, um, I've seen, well, there's only two mainline Ghostbusters movies before this. And I saw both of those in the theater. So I think it'd just be so wrong. But Ghostbusters Afterlife looks great. Now I have a question for you. Did I miss all the announcements of all these Netflix live action anime adaptations? Because I knew about Cowboy Bebop and I've talked about Cowboy Bebop, but I had no idea they were doing One Piece. Now, I have to uh, disclaim, I have never watched One Piece, so I have no sort of connection to this series whatsoever. So they revealed the cast and the cast of no one that I know of and seeing the cast versus the characters going to play, I think looks aesthetic wise, they did a pretty good job. Who knows how it's going to be. We all know how Death Note turned out. And we all, all of us anime fans and specifically Cowboy Bebop fans are really on the edge of our seats hoping that the Cowboy Bebop series does justice to the anime. But then they also revealed first scenes or first uh, pictures from their live action Gundam series. When did this happen? I'm, I am... I am lost because I totally missed all of these announcements. I think there's some other um, anime they're doing as well that I, I cannot remember. But we shall see, Netflix, how you really are able to pull these off. Because, again, that stink of that Death Note adaptation is still on you. So Cowboy Bebop needs to be good to give us any faith in you doing live action adaptations, especially of shows like One Piece, which has been on forever, and Gundam, which has so much history and legacy and regardless. And there's so many iterations of Gundam that we all have our favorite. Those of us that are my age are really up on, uh, was it Gundam Wing? I say what is uh, Gundam Wing? So I wasn't really that into Gundam Wing when it came out. But I'm familiar with Gundam and watch various series over the years, so I'm interested in seeing how they do. So, sticking with Netflix, we are going to delve or dive into the Lost in Space Season 3 trailer. Oh my goodness, I have to give a backstory on Lost in Space. I fell in love with Lost in Space, the original series, in 
college. I I absolutely love 60s sci-fi, but Lost in Space is one of those series I never watched growing up. It wasn't in syndication uh, where I lived. So I watched it in the theater, excuse me, on, I think, Sci-Fi Channel back in the day in uh, Nickelodeon. I forget where. Anyway, I loved the series. And then the movie came out in 98 and absolutely Loved the movie. That movie did bullet time before the Matrix did bullet time. It never gets any credit for the innovation they did in special effects. But I absolutely loved that movie. So the whole premise of Lost in Space is something I've always had a great affinity for. And when Netflix said they were remaking it as a series a few years ago, I jumped on it. I absolutely loved seasons one and two. And I am so excited to season three. The final season is coming out soon next month i believe and if you have not watched lost in space and you love sci-fi get on to that series now uh it's it is great it is absolutely a wonderful series to watch and i think that if you're a sci-fi head you should really 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 look at it so after that or because of this or due to this now i'm going to take a break and after the break we're going to get back there's a whole lot of disney news coming out we're going to go over some rumors go over some of the many announcements from disney plus day that have me excited and then of course talk about our fragrance of the week and we're back from the break now, the Netflix series were very much hit with one real miss. Luke Cage was great. Yes, it has some ups and downs, but uh, no one can doubt or really argue that overall it wasn't a good show with really great casting of, of Luke Cage and supporting characters. It was just really a real fun show. Uh, same with Jessica Jones. Yes, it got off the rails somewhat with season three but the casting of jessica jones and especially the first season was just amazing uh, iron fist we we're not talking about iron fist uh in in this camp over here that lets you know how many of us feel about it so without a doubt the star of the marvel netflix series if not just probably the best marvel tv series ever produced even more so in the disney plus series was daredevil and one of the biggest rumors going around is that charlie cox will be reprising his role of, of matt murdoch in spider-man no way home now if you have been following you know that with all the leaks around this movie in the past two years everyone who's in this movie has been denied it because you know marvel and they will get you uh, feige doesn't play with leaks so recently via the John Campion show and if you don't watch his show you should definitely watch he's he is a great movie pundit who does a live stream every single day talking about movies and entertainment and he is someone who I religiously watch every single day whether long form or the shorts of his show definitely check him out but via his show he put out a leak photo of Happy Hogan Aunt May Spider-Man aka Peter Parker and Matt Murdock, played by Charlie Cox, sitting at a kitchen table, and it looks legit. It looks like it's from the movie. So, ladies and gentlemen, Marvel's doing it. Disney's doing it. At least it looks like it. They're bringing Charlie Cox into the MCU as Matt Murdock, which only means that hopefully others from that series will follow to a full-fledged MCU reboot of 
Daredevil. Let's keep our fingers crossed. It, everything's in the works. Everything seems to be going okay. It looks like there may be a Kingpin um, cameo in Hawkeye leading into the Echo series. So it's it's a lot there. So let's keep our fingers crossed, geeks and, and blurs and, and whatever moniker you subscribe to yourself. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Let's keep on with Disney. And this podcast is a little bit late because as of the 12th of November, Disney had Disney Plus Day where they pretty much released a whole slate of upcoming uh, movies and shows for Disney Plus that's coming out in the next year or so. Now, there's a whole lot to go over. Uh, Star Wars wise, I'm looking forward to Obi-Wan. I'm really looking forward to Obi-Wan uh, more so than any of the Star Wars, even more so the Mandalorian. I would love to see what life was like for Obi-Wan, played by Ian McGregor, after the events of Revenge of the Sith. It took me a second. I want to say Return of the Jedi. So I'm looking forward to that Star Wars wise. Some of the other announcements really didn't. Uh, through me, I'm interested in seeing the Willow series. Willow is one of those fantasy movies that's always underrated, in my opinion. But I loved that as a kid. And Warwick Davis is just funny. He's just a great actor who I would say never gets his due, but he gets his due from our community because he's done so much from uh, Wicked and the Ewoks to Willow to, of course, those hard fans out there in the Leprechaun series. He's just He's just a really talented and versatile actor who I think mainstream-wise never gets his due. And I hope that this Willow series will propel him to more of a mainstream sort of uh, appeal. Not appeal, but uh, recognition that he so rightfully deserves. But the biggest announcements from Disney Plus Day for me, the first one was X-Men 97. So they are picking up on the original X-Men animated series that debuted on Fox back in the 90s. They are picking up where they left off with new episodes streaming starting in 2023. 2023 cannot come soon enough. I remember back in the day for y'all young folks that 20% or so that listen, back in the day setting up my VCR to tape and programming it all, all, all my old heads remember the struggle of programming your VCR to record an episode or episodes of something on a certain time certain day man anyway because I used to work in high school on weekends and taping that especially toward the latter part of my adolescence was something and coming home and watching that tape and, and really just oh man that anime series is just great. It still holds up to this day. It's one of the best adaptations of the X-Men that has ever been put to film, in my opinion. So it's it's heartening, or it warms my heart that they're doing this. I hope, I, I believe, I think the voice actor for Magneto passed away a, a few years ago. So I'm outside of him, I'm hoping that they're able to bring back the original voice cast. They also announced Agatha House of Harkness, so it would be interesting for Agatha Harkness to get home for a show. If you have not watched WandaVision, watch it. It's great. And Agatha just steals the show, especially the latter episodes. They've announced a Zombies or Marvel Zombies animated series, and I hope, hope, hope that is based on that What If episode, because that clearly was one of the best, if not the best episodes in that series. They also showed footage for Moon Knight. Ladies and gentlemen, Oscar Isaacs is one of the best actors we have in our generation. And he's literally popping up in everything. And just a few minutes of Moon Knight they showed. It's really it was even minutes. It's like seconds. Eclipse looks absolutely insane. And he looks like he is going to do his thing in that series. So I'm really, really, really looking 
looking forward to that dropping. Uh, they also showed uh, Tatiana Mislahi as She-Hawk. Now I'm saying this not because it's She-Hawk, but because it's Tatiana. If you have never watched Orphan Black, dude, you have really missed out on one of the best sci-fi shows that have come out in the past 10 years. She she is a phenomenal actress, and the range that she displayed in that series will put most actors to shame. So I am looking forward to this series just because of her. But even the fact that Mark Ruffalo is involved in She-Hulk. So I'm really interested to see. She-Hulk has always been one of my favorite characters. Uh, they also showed titles for Ironheart. Uh, they also, Ironheart, I Am Groot. A bunch of other Marvel shows which are, I wouldn't say inconsequential, but I will watch. But it's not something I really want to highlight. They did mention a new Spider-Man series. Uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year is an anime series. But I wasn't really going to talk about it. But they showed just some stills or a picture of Peter Parker. And one of the things that has me excited is that Peter is drawn very much in that uh, not quite Steve Ditko style, but I would say uh, cross between Steve Ditko and John Romita Sr. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that sort of art style. I like the classic look of Spider-Man and Peter Parker from the 60s era. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, because of that specifically so disney plus day is a lot going on or a lot has gone on and a lot of announcements so i am excited a lot of things that started uh, streaming today for instance jungle cruise and shang chi started streaming today on disney plus so i'll be definitely checking those out this weekend and that's that for disney and disney plus and the mcu and all of those good days and let's go into our fragrance of the week well fragrance of the week is a fragrance by the name of Cafe Cafe Pohon by Parfums Cafe. Now, based on the fact that uh, it's called Cafe Cafe and the bottle is literally shaped like coffee bean, you would expect that it smells like coffee of some sort. No, 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 sir. No, it does not. It is really a, a green, witty fragrance with notes of bergamot, mandarin, violet, jasmine, ambergris, and sandalwood. And let me tell you first off, that opening, I did not like it whatsoever. It was just really synthetic-y, almost off-putting, not quite. Uh, it's probably one of the worst citrus openings I've ever smelled of anything that I've smelled as far as fragrance is concerned with that bergamot mandarin. Um, it then works its way down to that violet and jasmine. But let me tell you, it's hard for me, at least it was hard for me to really uh, distinguish because that, that stink, and I don't mean that it actually stunk, but the fact that it lingered in my nostrils of that opening was still there. Uh, but as it worked its way down to the base of the ambergris and the sandalwood, I really enjoyed the witty earthiness of it. And it was not uber powerful. And this is a fragrance that doesn't project well. Um, I got about four to five hours of it, maybe. But it holds very close to the skin. So it's something that definitely someone needs to be close on you to smell, especially once it gets to the base. But I really enjoyed the base of it. But I can't complain. This is a fragrance I picked up. I picked up a test on eBay for like eight bucks. So it is not a uber expensive fragrance to try. And it may work on you where it doesn't work on me. And it's also one of those ones I will wait and let it kind of sit for a few months and come back to it to see maybe if there's a change 
uh, with that opening because who knows it might have been just a reaction to you know whatever I watched in that day and how it really affected you know fragrances are so funny in particular in that regard and how they interact with other aspects of your body chemistry uh, whether it is natural or something you've put on and you didn't realize it so I will definitely probably follow up in a couple months and do a second chance fragrance segment on uh, Cafe Cafe Pour Home for men because there's a female version as well by Parfums Cafe. And that has been what this has been. Another episode of the Sartorium Geek Podcast by Webster Style where of course we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I've been your host Webster Style. Feel free to find me on the internet on Twitter at Webster Style, Instagram at Webster Style and at Sartorium Geek on the overall web at websterstyle.com and also email me at info at websterstylemagazine.com Thank you again for joining me and remember, stay safe out there and be blessed. Hold on. Never, I, I mean, I can change. I, I thought, never mind. Forget it. I'm a Jenny Jenny Miffinny Muffinny Finicky hey. when it comes to the killing spree, hey. aka hey. that's an ensemble. Hey. Are you the enemy hey. if you're not hey. defending the presence of Millie in the vicinity without a bow tie? Okay, I might have went over the edge. Yeah. Besides, I really let them clothes on them legs yeah. and thighs. Need to get strong, we can lift them to the sky. The party's on to twelve. Yeah. We got a little time, hey. time, time hey. to get hey. it on. Yeah. And on fact, I'm the type of person on. And after that, take a picture with the I'm choosing what we own. Now it was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear. Oh, I miss million them heels killing them. But I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday? Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match your very corset.